0: Welcome to another episode of the AlbumReview.net podcast. I'm Greg Potters. Thanks to all you loyal listeners out there for your interaction and feedback. Your feedback is much appreciated and it helps me to always improve. Always improving, always improving. On today's episode, I will be reviewing Talking Heads 1984 live album and concert film, Stop Making Sense. Can't wait to dig through this one. Just to remind you all, you can read my reviews and listen to any of my podcast episodes by going to albumreview.net. These podcast episodes can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. I'm saying the word podcast a lot. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so that you guys can get regular updates on new episodes. And also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps me move the needle and get the word out there. In addition to listening, you guys might know you can read over 40 written reviews at albumreview.net and pick up some merchandise from your favorite bands. I've got trucker hats. I'm wearing one right now, actually. T shirts, your favorite albums, sound systems, and as I mentioned before, the bookstore. This is really one of my favorite pieces. You guys want to learn more about your favorite musician or band that you can't find on the internet, just digging and digging and digging for hours. I'm the worst Google searcher ever. I know that might sound weird, but it's true. Go to albumreview.net and click on the store tab where you can grab a copy of different biographies and autobiographies. I've got books there about Slash, Sammy Hagar, Pink Floyd, Jeff Buckley, Rush, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. That guy was a crazy, crazy guy. I've also got the story of the making of Spotify, and my favorite book of all time, The 4-Hour Workweek. Also got books written by authors I've had on the podcast, such as the story of Ivan Bodley, called Am I Famous Yet? Memoir of a Working Class Rockstar. He was on episode 20 of the podcast. Kyle Hegarty and his book, The Accidental Business Nomad, where he essentially gives you a backstage pass into how, really, how to work successfully across different cultures, And then I've got two of Brian O'Connor's books that he wrote, Time Decorated and For the Record. So go check it out, the bookstore at albumreview.net. Well, if you've got your black framed glasses on and your oversized business suits ready, let's dive in and experience Talking Heads' live album, Stop Making Sense. I remember just thinking they were weird. Their videos were cool, but they were weird. This was during a time where the only thing that got my attention were dudes with long hair, wearing leather, and spitting fire, basically. Heavy metal and hard rock was really more my thing at the time. But like the police, talking heads were all over MTV, always. They were impossible to miss. If you grew up in the 80s, it's a guarantee you'd recognize David Byrne's face. He pretty much always wore the same thing on stage and in his videos. It was like a, a gray business suit and many times dorky black glasses straight out of Revenge of the Nerds. So he always looked the same to me. His voice was weird, his look was weird, and their music was weird to me. But if you listen to their music, you listen to it closely, Real closely, you can actually hear what's going on there. Their musicianship is superior to a number of other bands that existed in the late 70s and into the 80s. It wasn't until 1996, one of my favorite jam bands, Fish, covered the Talking Heads album Remain in Light at their annual Halloween show. I can remember being stumped like, huh? Talking Heads? I thought... That's weird, I never, I never would have thought that. All right, stay with me here. I know the beginning of this review is kind of tilted toward the negative. But for better or for worse, that cover that Fish did really caught my attention. The, the whole album. I now had talking heads on my radar. Just on my radar, nothing crazy. This is what makes this review exciting. Uh, for, I admit I'm not a die hard talking feds, talking feds hand I'm not a diehard Talking Heads fan, but I felt the need to dive into this album and review it. I, I, I had to review it simply because of how much attention it's gotten from bands that I've grown up loving. I thought, I've got to embark on this journey, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is what makes this job so much fun. So in December of 1983, while on tour in Los Angeles for their Speaking in Tongues album, the band recorded three performances at the Hollywood Pantages Theater, cut them together, and eventually released it as one concert film on April 24th, 1984, which they titled Stop Making Sense. Later that year, in September of 84, the live album was released on record and cassette. And for the film, the footage, arranged by fame director Jonathan Demi had been put together without interviews and with very few cutaways. The film was also the very first movie release using digital audio techniques. To make the movie, the band covered the $1.2 million budget themselves. Jonathan Demme would later go on to direct Silence of the Lambs, which won seven Oscars in 1992, including one for Best Director, Best Film, and not to mention Best Actor and Actress. The title, Stop Making Sense, came from a lyric in the band's song Girlfriend Is Better when they wrote, As We Get Older and Stop Making Sense. So on this live album, here are some songs to pay attention to. And I'm going to play you some clips as well on here. The opener, Psycho Killer. Just by the way that David Byrne comes out with his acoustic guitar, the way he moves around a stage, he's like an an underwater sea animal. I I can't put my finger on it. I thought it was a myth, but Byrne actually placed what we all called a boombox in the 80s. He places that on the floor of the stage next to him and then begins the song. Hi, I got a tape I wanna play.
1: can't relax, can't sleep fed some fire don't touch me i'm a real live wire psycho killer kiss kiss say fuck you fuck 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 better run run
0: Just him and his acoustic guitar with this boombox track playing. Nothing else. It's like a beat track. Some of you may not know what a boombox is. It's, it's literally a silver box shaped radio that's about, I don't know, one foot by six inches with two small circular speakers and a cassette deck in the middle, right between the two speakers. What's unique about the film version is the concert begins with just Byrne performing. Behind him is what looks like an unfinished stage before a play. And in, in fact, behind him, it appears that nothing has been set up on the stage. It's, it's almost as if Byrne snuck into an old rundown theater. You know, behind him, you can see tarps, you can see paint cans, ropes, ladders, and none of these are in any particular formation. It, it really looks unplanned. And then for the second song, David Byrne eventually invites bassist Tina Weymouth, who was not on my radar until, this, uh, until I heard this album. She, he invites Tina Weymouth on stage to sing the song Heaven together with him. And as this song is going on, roadies are carefully wheeling in drummer Chris Franz's drum kit.
1: Get to the bar Name of the bar The bar is called Heaven The band in Heaven They play my Favourite song Play it one more time Play it all night long Oh heaven, heaven is the place—a place where nothing.
0: great original idea i think and as the show continues more instruments and more band members are introduced and then the music gets louder and fuller and it just grows and grows and grows i i've got to admit for the first two tracks i was kind of scratching my head going okay this is this is good but really i've heard so many great things about this live album what's all the what's all the fuss about well by the time you get to thank you for sending me an angel and found a job. I'm moving, okay? It's impossible not to. Holy moly. slippery people my shirt's off no, no no i'm just i'm just kidding but you get my point i'm swinging my head left and right at a rapid pace sweat is just spraying in all different directions okay not true either but you get my point again right i'm freaking digging this <laughs> This must be the place naive melody now this is a song I will always equate to my one of my favorite movies of all time Wall Street it's in that movie and I I think it's on the soundtrack as well it's just so mellow and so smooth it it just makes me feel like I'm on a boat in the 1980s Uh, picture that right Uh, you know it's kind of (laughs) weird weird things come out of my head when I do these reviews when they write and create songs the band would eventually write the song melodies first and then add the lyrics later and in the case of this song this must be the place naive melody they did just that before adding lyrics they would give random titles to the jam or the melody and for weeks they just named this structured melody naive melody and the name was changed after the lyrics were added to this must be the place, but they were so fond of the term naive melody that they just decided to keep it, adding it onto the end of the song. Nowhere in the lyrics, however, do they sing the words naive melody. Similar to what they sort of do with the, the Tom Tom Club, Talking Heads switch instruments during this track. Jerry Harrison plays the keyboard bass, and Tina Weymouth, the bass player, is playing the electric and rhythm guitar. Byrne is up front singing, however, on the album version, I understand he plays the, the Prophet 5 synthesizer, which makes all those spacey keyboard sounds during the tune. Okay, once in a lifetime, come on. Who doesn't love this track? This is a top 50 rock song of all time. This just gets me moving, pumped up, ready for a workout, and ready to hit Chris Rock in the face.
1: Yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find yourself in another part of the world. You may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. You may ask yourself, Well, how did I get here? The days go by, the blue again, the
0: David Burns' onstage body movements, like fake hitting himself in the face, like a bent knee lizard walk, dropping the mic and then wondering where it went, those things I think are unique name me somebody else who, who moved like that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just quickly check him out right now on your phone and then come back to this review and you'll understand what I'm saying. He certainly pioneered this. You know, you've got singers from that time frame like David Lee Roth, Axel Rose, uh, Freddie Mercury. Their stage presence was just jumping and eye-popping, but none of them really ever moved like Byrne. It, it was almost like Byrne was out there on behalf of the teenage geeks he was the spokesman he can look you know you can look weird and be a cool rock star at the same time this version is just superior to the album off of remaining Genius in Love, okay, wow, can we talk about this? The Tom, Tom Club? Okay, why did I miss this? So on Stop Making Sense bassist Tina Weymouth, whose sound is killer, by the way, just so smooth but gut-piercing, she's really the foundation. The whole foundation of every song here by this band is built off of Tina's bass. And as a bass player, I pay attention to this immediately, period. The rest of the band who are incredible musicians they kind of provide that cherry on top, but the bass is like the engine in a car. The sound quality on this album I noticed is superb, especially for a live album recorded in the early 1980s. So this song, Genius of Love, starts off being played by the Tom Tom Club, which was, it was a side project for bassist Tina Weymouth, her sister, Adrienne Ballou, who played guitar, and, and then drummer Chris France, also the husband of Tina Weymouth. What happened? The back of my head just blew off. When the song ends, they announce the Tom Tom Club will be transforming back into the talking heads. I've never seen this before, never. I recognized the song Genius of Love right away. When I heard it, it made me feel like I was watching clips of Weird Science on the big screen while dancing under the big spoon at Studio 54. It just bleeds late 70s, early 80s sound. seem to think of New York City a lot when I hear music from this era for some reason. I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just that's that's what comes to my brain. The song is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of joke-like with Weymouth and the backup singer singing in a voice tone that almost makes you think it's like a it's like a song on a kid's afternoon television show. But then the groove just crushes it and continues on this journey that makes you move. Drummer Chris France, he throws some additional strange vocals on top, but I can't help but be drawn in. I, I, I think it's the rhythm. I, I really do. It, to reiterate, at the end of the song, the Tom Tom Club switches places. A few of the musicians and David Byrne join Franz and Weymouth back on the stage for the next track, Girlfriend is Better, which again carries a weird bass and keyboard running rhythm and beat. It sounds weird, but it draws me in. I peeked at the film version of this song. David Byrne is wearing his famous suit jacket with huge shoulder pads built in. So have you guys ever seen that before? So he looks like a tiny person in a gigantic coat. Another weird look that no other musician was rocking before, during, or could ever rock after. If anyone ever tried to do that again, they'd be labeled a ripoff. By the second half of this album, I am fully committed. The sound just gets better, or maybe I'm just really listening now. Isn't that just a magical feeling when you when you hear something once or twice and it does nothing? But then you hear it a third or a fourth time and suddenly you're hooked. What is it about music that does that? I, I, I think it can be your surroundings many times like the the first time maybe you heard it coming from your cell phone's little mini speakers or you were at a party and the song was playing in the background so you weren't really able to focus i think every person who enjoys music should invest in a quality player or at least a bluetooth speaker and some quality headphones my wife gifted me with some Bose high-quality headphones for my birthday recently and it makes a huge difference. It's almost as if my first and second experiences didn't happen. This may seem obvious to you guys right now, but many people don't actually take that step. Alright, so in addition to the standard four Talking Heads members, Byrne, Weymouth, Franz, and keyboardist-guitarist Jerry Harrison, the band also added another keyboardist, another guitarist, and a percussionist, and two God, just fantastic backup singers, Edna Holt and Lynn Mabry. Holt and Mabry contribute to thicken the sound and help hold the groove tight. This nine-piece band puts on an unforgettable performance to a screaming crowd at the Hollywood Pantages Theater. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Ho- Hollywood Pantages Theater, P-A-N-T-A-G-E-S. Because the live album is is an assortment, or like a best of, from the three night run at the theater, the band had to ensure each song each night began at the same tempo, in order to make mixing easier later. Therefore, I learned that drummer Chris Franz developed a click track to listen to at the beginning of every song. Pretty cool. After listening to this album three times in a row, holy mackerel, I I get it now. It's like being stung by something and you hear it completely different. It's, it's well known that when the film for Stop Making Sense was released, people were dancing on a nightly basis in the theater, transforming the movie atmosphere almost into like a club or a live concert. Now, at that time in the film industry, no one had ever seen this before. Talking heads fan or not, you must listen to this album, Stop Making Sense. And if you have time, double your pleasure by watching the film. Viewing the live performance is better than listening to it. You get to see what the band was up to. They don't do any interviews like The Last Waltz or some other live concert movies. But you really get to see Talking Heads' brilliant stage presence. You get to pay attention to where the sound is actually coming from. In a, uh, in a January 1984 review of the album and film, famed critic Roger Ebert said, quote, The overwhelming impression throughout Stop Making Sense is of enormous energy, of life being lived at a joyous high. The film's peak moments come through Byrne's simple physical presence. He jogs in place with his sidemen. He runs around the stage. He seems so happy to be alive and making music. He serves as a reminder of how sour and weary and strung out many rock bands have become, end quote. So getting back to my original impression that I thought talking heads were weird when I first saw them on MTV, the word weird can be used to describe things in many different ways. Webster's Dictionary defines the word as of strange or extraordinary character and of relating to or caused by witchcraft or the supernatural. I'm not sure talking heads were conjuring up the supernatural, but I think they could qualify as being of strange or extraordinary character, for sure. But that is what is so great about them. I learned not to judge a book by its cover when I heard this album. For viewing things that are deemed weird to me today spark my curiosity now even more. A wise man once said, be curious, not judgmental. Well, I plan to follow those words and swear to live by them for the rest of my life. So when you first hear some music and it doesn't suit you right away, be curious, not, well, you know. Thanks again for listening to this review of Talking Heads Stop Making Sense live album and concert film. And thanks for listening to the AlbumReview.net podcast. I hope you enjoyed this review. And remember, if you're interested in any of the albums I've discussed in this episode or previous episodes, go to AlbumReview.net, pick up a copy of your own. Listen to all my podcast album reviews at AlbumReview.net by clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. Lastly, I do want to hear from you. Please email me your feedback, album review requests, and any questions you may have to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Stay tuned for updates on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at at albumreview.net. Join the mailing list, which is on the homepage of my website, or just keep refreshing your podcast feed. Just read and listen. Thanks again, guys. Keep on listening, keep on reading, and keep on learning. And remember, when a friend or family member tries to turn you on to new music, be curious, not judgmental, okay? (laughs) Okay, barbecue sauce. Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway.
2: Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by-